0: The Sports Talk with Devin Wade Briefcast. Liking Brown, Teams, and any given Heaven Sunday, Heavens. anything can happen. What we think so far: Lakers were they oversold? Welcome to power. the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Briefcast. Welcome to Briefcast forty-three of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad to be with you, and of course, the Briefcast. When I come to you guys solo without my special teams unit, but we have a great one for you in store. We will be joined by one of the special teams unit. Biscuit will uh, be in the building. A number of other things coming up, and I'll tell you about those in just a second. But first and foremost, want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We certainly appreciate the love and support, and want to remind you guys, go to the Wade's Word Productions website to support the show and see all things that are the Friday Express, Sports Talk with Devin Wade, other things that I'm doing, merchandise sponsors, all those good things and please subscribe subscribe to the emails so you can keep up with uh, all the things we're doing and remotes and you can hear past episodes all those good things that's Wade's WordProductions.com. also want to remind you guys of the 24 hour sports line the sports talk with Devin Wade line 832-941-6614 that's 832-941-6614 call 24 hours a day and leave your comments your thoughts whatever's on your mind let me know and uh maybe just maybe you can hear yourself on the podcast and of course you can follow me on social media at wade word d wade 909 on instagram d wade 909 on instagram and of course the sports talk with devin wade page and group on facebook so all of those ways are ways that you can uh, reach out and touch me and you can email me devin at wade's word reach out to me for whatever reason just say hello, what's on your mind, what you like, what don't you like. We have some poll questions on the website. So all sorts of ways that you can connect with me and make this as interactive as we possibly can, considering we don't go live. We may do that, and we certainly will do remotes. But I want to tell you what's coming up this episode. Of course, I mentioned the Biscuit will be in the building, but we'll hit you first with some brand new what's brand new in my life what's going on i'll touch on some things that don't have anything to do with sports briefly and then we'll get into some headlines and then we'll get into some we the people i asked you guys some questions on the website and on the sports talk with Devin wade page on facebook and you guys uh answer and we'll run those questions down and those answers and replies down so we'll get into that we will get into not only who uh who was nice this weekend we'll get into who's d nice And we'll have some Breast Cancer Awareness stuff for you. And of course, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we have something pertaining to that. In addition to that, we'll call it, still call the blues. And then we have the Lamont Award. And before I let go. So a lot packed into a short amount of time. And again, as always, want your feedback and your thoughts. And all the things that you want to hear about. But now it's time for a segment that we call Brand New. Brand new, brand new, brand new. What's brand new with me? A lot going on. I've been doing a lot with football. Obviously, it is that time of year and been wrapped up and grateful to be so uh, with Texas Southern Tiger football homecoming 2019 this past weekend. That was uh, wonderful. It was absolutely great to be out there with all the wonderful folks who were just uh, the the game was held on campus for the first time since 2011, on the campus of Texas Southern University. It was great, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game, not the outcome. Uh, but I enjoyed the upgrades it has a lot of temporary upgrades and some infrastructural improvements that uh, are going to I think lead one day to the Tigers playing all their home games on campus well I'll see how that goes but for a trial run I thought it was a great opportunity and a great outcome although the Tigers did lose the homecoming game missed a field goal similar to let me see what was the game Uh, it was the Matt Bryant extra point that was missed by Atlanta but yeah similar to that where you missed a chip shot field goal at the end of the game that would have sent it in the overtime instead the tigers lose yet to win a game and we go to dallas texas for the state fair classic now i don't know if you guys remember how much i complained about that i had a fit about the State Fair Classic because you almost have to get there at 6 in the morning. They did not have their thing together at all and it was the, the parking was terrible but I'm gonna be optimistic this time and I'm gonna plan ahead and I'm gonna be proactive and I'm gonna go uh, maybe three hours before the game so I'll be there uh, in Dallas. So I'm anticipating going to Dallas for that. I already went to Huntsville Alabama so this is uh, a, you know a lot of consecutive weeks since I don't travel every week with the Tigers I don't get to do consecutive Consecutive weeks like this, I think four or five weeks or something uh, that I will be doing Texas Southern Tiger football. So it's a great thing. I love it, and I loved homecoming. Had a chance, you know. I don't go many places. I'm a semi-recluse. I mean, I, I do my my job. I do what I need to do, and I don't stick around and really meet the people as much as I should. And that's an Achilles heel that I have to work on because I have. Thousands, literally thousands and thousands of folks who listen, and I appreciate the love. It means so much to me, whether it's the TFV or Saturday mornings or the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. You guys are just can't thank you enough for the love. It's just, it's incredible, and I don't know how to always take it when I meet people in person, but it was wonderful to get out and meet people and really have people. Uh, I was, Just to say, I was with Larry the Chatterbox Hill. Now, if you've ever gone anywhere around Texas Southern or in the Third Ward area with Chatterbox, he is a stone-cold celebrity. Bar none, he's the man. And uh, it took us forever to just to get to the stadium to walk through the crowd uh, to set up for the game because everybody wanted to say hello to, to Chatterbox. And it was uh, it was a great thing to see. And it also was wonderful as I met people and they realized, oh, you're Devin Wade. I mean, that's that's an honor. That's a wonderful thing. I mean, it's I, I don't know how to take all of that sometimes. But... But, um, you know, of course, I enjoy meeting people and I'm glad that I have an impact on people. But it's just hard for me to sit somewhere and imagine, even with the podcast, how many thousands of people will come into contact with my content. You know, if I thought about it, it would freak me out, I think. So I just think, and that's what I love about radio, not doing a, a, a live audience. I still think, okay, yeah, I still get really nervous in front of speaking in front of a live audience. I'm not used to that. I go into my booth or I go into the studio and I do what I do and I put it out there and people just ingest it and they like it or not. Most of the time, if they don't like it, I never hear about it. And that's a good thing. Because, you know, I mean, I could deal with it, I guess. But, you know, I don't have to hear, hear it. If you don't like it, they, they don't generally tell me. And if they do like it, it's a beautiful thing to hear. So that was fun. Also, still getting over a cold and chest stuff. And I just yeah i just this respiratory stuff just kind of doesn't go away and i'm i'm really trying to monitor this and i went to the doctor and my doctor was on vacation or whatever and so i saw a nurse practitioner who was holding down the office while he was on vacation and uh yeah that was a very interesting interaction she is new to the game you know she was really really extra and you know didn't really address the respiratory stuff like a one or two, but instead she took the time to lecture me on my uh, my perceived lifestyle. I don't know, I, I don't know. But on the flip, she could not have cared at all. So I don't know. You guys, tell me: Do you want your doctor to be in your face and this is what you need to do, or hey, you need to do this, that, and the other, or do you want them to say, hey, this is what it is? Do what you do. I, I don't know. My other doctors who sort of passive. He's like, yeah, well, hey, this is where you are. Blah blah blah. And I don't have anything that's, you know, I don't have any issues, no real issues. I have little things that I need to start paying attention to as I get a little bit older, but nothing major, nothing that requires medication. But you know, just lifestyle change. And by the way, seven weeks without meat, the fish, but not meat. And by the way, I, the other thing. And I'll ask you guys, guys this before we get in the headlines. I, am I, I, am I, technically, I guess I'm not, I, I've eaten eggs, is that, does that make me not vegetarian, eggs, no, yeah, nah, I, I don't know, you guys tell me, I know I have some health nuts and some folks who really are into uh, sort of those sorts of things, I, I, I have been calling myself a pescatarian, but I'm ready to eat some meat, it's been 7-8 weeks, I'm ready for a hamburger, or at least, a, I don't know. Chicken sandwich, but nonetheless, you tell me that eggs, yay or nay? If I'm going pescatarian, I guess I should call Kalina. She knows better than anybody. She's a she's a big time pescatarian, so she probably knows exactly uh, what uh, what classification I am. I don't know. Maybe I'm a poultry pescatarian. I don't know. But nonetheless, that's where I am with it. Looking forward to going to Dallas and the State Fair Classic. Hopefully, a lot of people from Texas Southern to come down there. Uh, and uh, you know, and that's sort of what's going on with me. And that's sort of what's brand new. With that, let's get into something. Headlines. Well, you know, I've been watching the Astros sort of late getting started because I've been watching the Astros. Astros go up 2-1 on the Yankees with a possible rain cancellation tomorrow. That's sort of the forecast. But, man, Garrett Cole is just that dude. So he, these are sort of different philosophies that these teams go by. You want to get a good 4 five innings if you are the yankees and get into your bullpen because that's your that's your strong point that's what this is where you excel you feel like okay this is where you can beat teams especially if you can get into their bullpen conversely the washington nationals and the houston astros are teams that are led by starting pitching if the starting pitching is rolling you're winning you take a ton of pressure off of your bullpen because you got guys like Verlander, Gary Cole, that Granke that can get the job done. Problem is, if one of those guys stumble, you can get five, find yourself sort of stumbling through a series and maybe getting knocked out. So far, Verlander has done work, and uh, also Gary Cole. And, you know, Verlander the other night was really good. I think uh, I think, uh, Gary Cole walked five today, I think. So, it wasn't as sharp, but he didn't give up anything. And they ended up winning the game four to one. So, the Astros up to the one. Great game. You know, playoff baseball is such a wonderful thing because you have to pay attention to every pitch. And so, there's an intensity there. And then you can see how pitches set guys up. I tell you people all the time, the more you watch baseball and you really are into it the more you understand the game within a game. And it's certainly that it, the situation changes literally on every pitch in the sport of baseball. So you got to love baseball and postseason baseball is great. The problem is most people don't have the time to follow baseball every single day, but we have guys out there like my man, Ray Miller. And of course, MK Bauer, uh, they follow every single day. It's hard to follow every single day with how busy life is. The NFL is almost perfect for those sorts of situations where you don't have to worry about Uh, you although increasingly it's every single day I mean you have Thursday you have Sunday you have Monday then you have all the stuff in between so that's going on in addition to that big trade in the NFL today Jalen Ramsey goes to the Rams for a couple of first round picks and a fourth rounder the LA Rams I don't know they must think they're a player away now I'm going to talk about the Rams a little bit later on But you get rid of, okay, so now you trade Marcus Peters, but they love disgruntled DBs. If you look at the, the little history here in the last few years, you add uh, Aqib Tlaib from Denver, who was, you know, sort of a mouthy kind of malcontent in Denver. Then you add uh, Marcus Peters, who had sort of worn out his welcome in Kansas City. Now you add Jalen Ramsey, who's been faking back injuries for three or four weeks because he wants to be out of Jacksonville. Now I think Jacksonville cleaned up in the deal. They're not going to the playoffs this year. They thought for a minute. Gardner Minshew was going to do something to maybe create a miracle for them, and that defense would play great. But I think getting two first-rounders and a fourth-rounder for a guy who didn't want to be with your organization. Now, again, you're locked in with Jalen Ramsey for a long time. He's a young guy. I think he's a few more years under contract. But, nah, that's you're not a player away, Rams. Look at your offense. Look at Jared Goff, 78 yards passing or something like that. I have it written down. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Gurley. Gurley's not been the same since late in the season last year. You couldn't run the ball. You couldn't pass the ball. You can't protect the quarterback. Nobody's stepping up for that team on the offensive side, and you add help at DB, which, again, I know you were banged up. You placed uh, Akib placed, uh, Tlaib on IR, and now you got rid of Marcus Peters. But, I mean – You have bigger problems. And that defense, by the way, wasn't stopping anybody. So can Jalen Ramsey help shore that up? Maybe. You have the defensive player of the year and Aaron Donald on that defensive front. But that team – and look – Hey, I love Wade Phillips because he's part of football royalty here in the city of Houston. That's the son of Bum, Bum Phillips. So you got to love him. But the deal is, hey, man, that defense just has not gotten it done. Maybe Jalen Ramsey can give them what they need defensively, but their problems are offense. And the, the kind of trade and what they gave up for that situation that situation was not a good situation to give up two first-rounders and a fourth-rounder because you're not that close right now. You are further away from the Super Bowl than you have been in a few years now. So I I think Jacksonville wins that deal. That'll make for a tougher division in the AFC South. The other thing is, and I, should I wait? Or should I get into this? I have to get into this. So, LeBron James, he comes out last night. And I know last episode I went on this tirade about China. And China is this this thing you just don't, this secret monster with all this money that you just don't want to offend. Well, I don't know. It's matriculated all the way down to our show on KTSU Sports Talk. But I won't get into that. But I will say this. LeBron really stepped in it last night. And because you, you want to say you, you go in, you didn't say, okay. So he was critical of Daryl Morey. He said that Daryl Morey was misinformed. Now let me explain something to, to most of you guys that maybe, you know, maybe you don't Houston folks kind of know the Houston Rockets were almost the quasi national team of China. Ever since Yao Ming. great relationship with China. They love James Harden. They love the Rockets. Rockets are persona non grata. They're, they're eliminated. They're blackballed. They are censored out of Chinese culture. At least that's what it, the perception is. So that I say all that to say, Daryl Morey knows exactly what he's dealing with in China. Now, that being said, he should have known the controversy he would have stirred up by tweeting something about the students in Hong Kong fighting for their rights. So he does that. I am take up for him. Tim and Fertitta, less so. Adam Silver trying to walk line both ways. No punishment for Morey. And, and I think some of the players thought he should have been punished. But how are you going to punish somebody for speaking freely? No, he didn't criticize the league. He didn't do anything detrimental to the league by criticizing the league. He said he had a political opinion. Now, again, he should have been aware of what that could have cost his organization. And I don't think anybody could have imagined the rift it would have created in China. But that just tells you what you're dealing with, what kind of how they roll. This tells you how they roll. If a tweet can get you to shake up the world and sort of eliminate your exposure, your people's exposure to the NBA and especially the Rockets, man, what, what are we really dealing with here? What are we, we know what, we know what they are. We know, and I'm talking about the government, not the people, but we know how they are on human rights. We've, I've seen the reports about, you know, human rights violations in the concentration camps and I mean all of that. And, and again, all of that stuff with students in Hong Kong, Hey, man, look, that's their situation. And a lot of them, they have to work a lot of that out. But don't be activists one day and go hard on your own government and go hard on things here domestically. And then when it comes to China, you want to say Daryl Morey is misinformed. This is what LeBron did. And now, just like Natalie Cole, LeBron is catching hell. And, and rightfully so. You know, It's the, the hypocrisy. I mean, it's so transparent that this is about him and his money and his relationships with China and uh, sponsors from China so he can get paid. And, and, you know, I'm all for people getting their money, but this is what sort of bothers me. We justify everything for money. Anything that we do that's wrong or right, hey, I sold dope, but hey, I had I needed that money. I, you know, did whatever I did in the streets. But it was for money. I I eliminated jobs and sent them overseas and put a a bunch of people in the Rust Belt out of work because, well, hey, it was about the money. Got to do it for the money. And I think morally, when we think about what we are trying to work towards, if you believe in the concept of American values, which I know a lot of people don't and a lot of people think it's just a line. But, you know, in talking to people who've traveled the world, spent significant time overseas they you look you want to buy into the american dream you go spend six seven months or two or three years abroad and see how it is and see how much you appreciate the united states so talking to a basketball player a couple of basketball players uh who played overseas guys that played professional ball in eastern europe and other different places around the world and Their opinion is, hey, just like Dorothy, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. But we can't lose the vision of what we want that to be over money. And that's what LeBron did. And it looks so, and I'm not even mad if he would have just sidestepped the issue and said, hey, uh, you know, I don't know about that. Like Harden did. Hey, I just love the people of China. That's all. And he's in the same game. He's making a ton of money overseas as well. But when you say that Daryl Morehead was misinformed, he put people in danger. Why would he put people in danger if you were in a free and open society? Why Why would you possibly be in danger for just saying something that really isn't that inciting? You're not inciting rides over that, I don't think. And if you are, again, that speaks to where you are in the relationships you have. Now, he's talking about, oh, you know, he tried to clarify. It's not the content. It was just the timing. Well, you didn't say that. You said Daryl Morey is misinformed. And you. I'm telling you, we are looking at the president doing the same thing. He's doing stuff because he's beholding the people over money. If you believe what many believe, but what I believe. So again, it comes down to greed and money and LeBron shame on you. And what I hate about this is that the criticism he's getting from people that are clearly hypocrites themselves because you can't go hard in the paint on the NBA like a lot of politicians are. You can't go hard on them and not on all these other corporations that have relationships with China that compromise values and all sorts of things, laws, circumvent American laws, and do all of those things. And you you don't want to get on them, but you want to ride on the NBA because symbolically you can go in on a bunch of athletes, you know, millionaire athletes who play basketball. That ain't right either. So I hate to be on the same side of those people. But at the same time, I don't give a damn. I think what I think. And I think what he did was out of line, and it just you know it just i I tried so hard to not make criticisms personal about guys but this is just a whack move, it's a sucker move because you're making money over there and you know and, and again this is the n b a and these these leagues need to pay attention to what they're doing you getting in bed with these. These countries around the world, you have to abide by those relationships if you're beholden financially. Now we know that the NBA, the salary cap could go down. A lot of things could go wrong, wrong if China pulls all the way out. But if they do, hey man, look, it's I said it before, it's found money. This is not you. you this is an American league, okay? And you can make money internationally, all other, you know, everywhere else. If China doesn't want to play ball, because this can be bigger, this can be a lot bigger than just basketball tensions are high around the world on a lot of different fronts from north korea to china to syria to turkey i mean every everywhere it's on all fronts so and if all you're worried about is money, then, you know, we lost anyway. So we need to pay attention to that. So that's my thought. Uh, those are my thoughts on that. want to get your thoughts on those as well. 832-941-6614. Or you can hit me up on the wadeswordproductions.com website or the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. With that, it's time for We the People. The We the People segment is when I turn to you guys and ask your opinion and I turn to the people for your opinion. Usually I do it on the Wageword Word Productions website or on the Sports Talk Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. So I asked you guys, who is the second best team in the AFC? So if we're going to all go under the assumption that the New England Patriots, who are undefeated, rolling, best defense in the NFL, did it with and without Antonio Brown, uh, Tom Brady not looking great, but still winning. If we go with the assumption that they're still the best team in the AFC, who's the second best team? And I gave you guys some options. Are we talking about the Houston Texans, the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, or the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs lost two in a row, including a road game to the Houston Texans this past weekend. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson—they've been up and down, but they look good. The Buffalo Bills, four and one on the season, only lost two to the Patriots, and uh, they somehow, some way, up there in New York, they are rolling. In addition to that, I asked uh, the yeah Ravens, t- uh, Chiefs, Texans, and Bills, and to the tune of eighty-three percent. Now again, we are a Houston-centric show although it's a national audience, mostly people from Houston respond, uh, 83% said the Houston Texans, and then that was followed by the Ravens. And nobody's feeling the Chiefs right now, which, again, I think that's an oversight. I think that Mahomes is not quite healthy. Maybe he can get that ankle uh, sort of rehabbed and bounce back a little bit, and maybe they can show up some things on that offensive line and get the running game rolling. And uh, Tariq Hill just came back. He had a big game against the Texans. I tend to think that if they played again or played in the playoffs, I would take the Chiefs second. But you guys said to the tune of 83%. You think it is the Houston Texans that are the second best team in the AFC. Then I asked you guys about the NFC. Who's the best team in the NFC? I'll ask my brother Biscuit that in just a little bit to get his take. But I offered you guys the Saints, the Seahawks, the Packers, or the 49ers. Now, although the 49ers are rolling, what, 5-0, and they haven't lost a game. And, you know, they're out on the West Coast doing their thing. I kind of think it's the 49ers. I don't know. And I kind of think it's Seattle. I think that's going to be a tough division to win. But the majority of folks said the – New Orleans Saints are the best team in the NFC and they've certainly been playing well without Drew Brees. The defense is playing better and right now they're rolling so you guys think it's the new, or at least the majority of you guys, the vast majority of you guys think the New Orleans Saints are the best team in the NFC Seahawks second and the 49ers and the Packers are tied I don't like the Packers at all tough division but they keep finding a way to win including with the assistance of the officials so we we can get into that a little bit later on. You guys you guys kind of can look around and peruse their things on the Internet about how bad the officiating was on Monday Night Football. So, uh, But, again, the Packers win. That's the bottom line. Uh, I like the Seahawks. I like the Saints. And the 49ers, i am you know been sleeping on but they are rolling. Uh, we'll see how that division shakes out. The big loser in all of this may be the Los Angeles Rams, or maybe it could be uh, three teams out of that division that go to the playoffs the Seahawks uh, the 49ers and the Rams I don't know we'll have to see how it plays out a lot of football left but it's interesting to see what you guys think and we'll look back at this day in the middle of October and see if, if you guys were right about the Saints or the Seahawks or maybe even another team maybe the Eagles or the Vikings or the Chicago Bears I don't know so we'll, we'll get your thoughts on that with that here is a word on breast cancer we'll be back with a whole lot more it's briefcast forty-three sports talk with Devin Wade podcast on ktsuradio.com spotify or any platform you get your podcast october is national breast cancer awareness month It's designed to increase the awareness of the disease and to raise money for the research into its cause, prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and cure. In 2019, it's estimated that nearly 332,000 cases of invasive and non-invasive breast cancers will be diagnosed. Although we can't show you that we are wearing pink, we do want to remind you to wear pink and schedule your mammogram today. In honor of October as National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we're playing a song from cancer survivor Terry Donald. Here's a snippet of It's Not Over, and catch the entire track at the end of this podcast.
1: Cancer, they said, a hard word to hear. It took-
0: back to broadcast 43 of the sports talk with Devin wade podcast and now at this point we take a look back and tell you who got off who was nice who was d nice that's nice that's nice
1: that's
0: nice
1: that's nice that's nice
0: If you are starting with individuals and not teams, let's start with Matt Ryan. His team didn't win, but he had a hell of a performance. 30 of 36, 356 yards. Four touchdowns. He lost because his his kicker couldn't make a PAT to send that game into overtime. But a great effort by Matt Ryan to get his thing going for the Atlanta Falcons. Kyler Murray was the guy that beat him. Kyler Murray for the first time on the D Knights list 27 of 37, 340 yards, three touchdowns in that win over the hapless Atlanta Falcons. Sam Darnold, who probably should have led off everything, he came back from mononucleosis. He was sick, he was weak, he was tired but he came off of illness, got out of his hospital bed, and beat up on the Dallas Cowboys. The New York Jets quarterback, 23 of 32, 358 yards, actually 338 yards, two touchdowns, one interception in his first game back. And while everybody's trying to argue about uh, whether Dak Prescott should get paid or not, Sam Donald just wins ball game. Not really, but he beat up the Cowboys. Now, in, you want to talk about a quarterback, and you want to talk about what he did Sunday, Lamar? Jackson, but not for his passing, for his rushing. He rushed for 152 yards and a touchdown on 19 carries, and finally, a couple of Viking teammates. Stefan Diggs, he complained. He was wanted out he was not happy with Kirk Cousins well what did he do he went out and got seven catches for 167 yards and three touchdowns from the man he complained about and another guy who was not only nice but he was the nice Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins went from 100 million dollar bust to okay all right you all right for a minute he went 22 29 333 yards and four touchdowns if you want to talk about teams hey the san francisco 49ers remain undefeated they are beating up teams they're doing work and you have to recognize that this team is in contention that running game and that defense is the real deal we'll have to see that's a tough division you have seattle of course beat the rams We'll have to see how it plays out, but this weekend, they were D-nice. The Houston Texans, on you know, consecutive road games beat a AFC West opponent. This time, it was the AFC West leading Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Uh, at home, lose to the Texans because the Texans went out there and got it. And you can argue about, and I will argue, make arguments about uh, the officiating in that situation and some bad decisions by the Chiefs. But nonetheless, you go on the road, you beat the Los Angeles Chargers from the AFC West, and now you beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you have to be considered among the best in the AFC. Are you number two? Well, 83% of our folks think they are, and they are D the nice. Yeah, and fine. Finally, if you want to talk about D Nice, who was super big D Nice, the New York Jets getting their first win on the season, defeating the Dallas Cowboys 24 22. The Cowboys could not convert late uh, on a two point conversion attempt. And hey, that's how it goes. And for that reason, all of these teams are not just nice, they are D Nice. That'll do it for part one of briefcast 43 of the sports talk with devin Wade podcast coming up a word from our sponsors and we have to support those wonderful folks uh, five dollar jewelry paradise.com hey go get your jewelry today i'm telling you it's a nice efficient easy way to improve your uh, appearance if you're a lady or, or maybe not a lady if you just want i don't know maybe something for fellas on there as well i have to look a little bit deeper i did see some things that i am going to purchase personally but i want you guys to check it out as well on the other side we. you He was... Yeah, hey, what goes up must come down. We'll talk about the blues. We'll have a conversation with Biscuit, the Lamont Award, and before I let go. So check us out anywhere you get your podcast on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, wherever, Google Play, and of course, KTSURadio.com for all of your past episodes of the Briefcast.
2: Sports Talk with Devin Wade would like to welcome our new sponsor, $5 Jewelry Paradise. With the help of actress, singer, and independent paparazzi consultant Terry Donald, you can enhance your look and treat yourself without breaking the bank. If you need a little sparkle and that just-right accessory to help you shine brighter, visit $5 Jewelry Paradise at $5JewelryParadise.com. You can also join her weekly Facebook Live Party, Thursdays at 8.45pm. Book your very own vending event or home party. And if you think you would like to earn a little extra income, You too can sling some bling by calling 832-296-1716. In addition to looking great and being inexpensive, all jewelry is nickel and lead free. So start shopping now by going to the number five, the word dollar, jewelryparadise.com. Why not treat yourself to a little sparkle so the world can see you shine? Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832 757 7950. That's 832 757 7950. Cobank Homes through Keller Williams. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade.
0: Welcome back to Briefcast 43 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. I want to thank our sponsors, CoBank Homes and $5JeweryParadise.com. And, you know, I guess uh, people are knowing that uh, you guys are rolling with me and that we, uh, we, we do things, we move things. And we'll do more as uh, we do remotes And we'll do it for a good cause as The holidays are getting a little bit closer So maybe we can do a food drive or something like that But people want you to hear from them uh, That's just a little bit of uh, Some of the energy that's going on Around this podcast So I want to thank you guys for that Because it's because of you, your loyalty And your dedication uh, that folks want to be on board So with that in mind We have a very important guest coming up here soon So you definitely want to check out uh, The next couple episodes We're going to have some very uh, some very important people. Oh, well, everybody's very important. Don't let, me, don't let me not say that. Everybody's very important. But we'll have a different kind of important person here in the upcoming podcast. So that's coming up, and uh, it's all because of you guys because they want you to hear them. So there you have it. So now we've uh, we've hit the highs of last weekend. It's time for the lows, and man, it's a lot of lows for a lot of teams, and that's why I still call the blues.
1: <laughs> Talk about
0: individuals who just did not get off, who dropped the ball, who just sucked over the weekend. I mean, I, yeah, maybe I could have used more delicate language, but yeah, who sucked? And it starts with Jared Goff, L.A. Rams quarterback, a guy who got a hundred million dollar guarantee. Well, it was, yeah, it was hundred million dollars guaranteed. I think, yeah, yeah, eighty-eight million. I get him and Kirk Cousins' deals confused a little bit, but he went 13-24 of for 78 yards as that Rams offense continues to struggle. Hey, man, you think Dak Prescott is catching the Blues. But see, L.A., they're so passive. They can go to the beach. They don't have to think about football. Uh, But, you know, for everybody else, especially people who had him in fantasy, (laughs) he's still called the Blues. Marcus Mariota, hey, man, your time is just about up. And you're an enigma. Wrapped in a mystery Wrapped in a riddle I don't know He, I don't understand this guy Because he has all of the parts And he looks the part And yet he has been benched in Tennessee as his team has really gotten uh, only 24 points over the last four games. He was 7 for 18 for 63 yards and two touchdowns. That wasn't enough. He got pulled, and now Ryan Tannehill is the starter in Tennessee, at least for the foreseeable. Now, how do you throw for 400 yards and get 400 yards passing? And still had the blues. Well, if you're Jameis Winston in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you had the blues for sure because he threw for 400 yards on 39 of 50 passing with five interceptions and a fumble he had five six turnovers six turnovers I mean he still threw for 400 yards but six turnovers and his time is waning I don't know what's gonna happen to him but it looks like if he can't correct that portion of his game uh, his days may be numbered as a starter in the NFL and a guy we'll talk about a little bit later on Zach Brown I won't go into him but yeah, we'll talk about him. He really, really does have the blues. If you want to talk about teams, you have to talk about the Los Angeles Rams. But it's the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys losing on the road to the New York Jets for their first loss, well, their first win. The Jets' first win of the season. You have to be. Dep- I mean, look, it started so good. It was so good in the beginning, and yet now it's just about over. I think everybody's seeing eight and eight again. Jason Garrett is. Under pressure I don't know What's gonna happen With Dak And his money It's uh, not a good situation Not a good scene In Dallas But they definitely Do have the Blues. In addition to that, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, you know, again, coming off a Super Bowl appearance, only scored seven points in a 20-7 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Big division on loss. That'll take them to 3-3 three three on the season, 1-2 at home. So, uh, LA fans not getting a lot of love. Cincinnati Bengals, they have the Blues. They continue to lose. 0-6 on the season, 0-4 away. And the Tennessee Titans, no points, no points against the Broncos they are 2 and 4 and finally the Atlanta Falcons I mean you know they were close they gotten clicking on the road and they thought that they at least had overtime versus the Arizona Cardinals but lo and behold Matt Bryant who you know he has the blues uh, but the Atlanta Falcons lose to Arizona 34-33 after the miss PAT and now they are 1 and 5 on the season so anyway you look at it man it's just it's bad some places, and it's blue. Really, really blue.
1: And it's still cold and blue, you
0: With that, I want to go to a conversation right. we had a little while ago with wow. our very own Biscuit, my baby brother, Jordan oh, Wade. Oh. Here's what he had to say about the things that are going on in and around the world of sports. As promised, now joined by one of the special teams unit members, my brother, Biscuit. Jordan Wade is in the building. How you doing, Jordan.
3: I'm all right. Uh, that special teams unit makes it sound like I ride the short bus to school or something, man. I don't
0: know if I like that too much. Well, don't
3: hey, do Special
0: don't. teams. I mean, I don't know how you haven't heard the moniker yet. but the, he, I've heard it. I mean, I thought you liked it. I ran it by I ran it by you and Eddie and Kalina, Added to a lesser extent, Kevin Allen. I mean, think about it. Offense, defense, special teams. You have a specialty. You're, generally, your specialty is generally football. So is Eddie, but Eddie is pretty good at basketball, and Kevin is a basketball guy, and Kalina is just entertainment or whatever. So all you guys have sort of an area of expertise, a specialty. So you you can't talk. Well,
3: about The guys on the special team are like a week or two away from getting cut. You know what I mean? I think I'm more valuable than a, that's a team. Well, you. Know obviously, I mean? I you know.
0: just, obviously, you don't show up every week. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, you're you're a kicker, okay? You you know. I don't know. You can be you can be the difference making a good show a, a great show. But, you know, you, we're not going to win on nine field goals. So, you know. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm a I think I'm a situational pass rusher. You know that's how I
3: like
0: to look at myself. Well, how does you know? that nickname it, it just, look? Beat on it. Okay, so what does that nickname look like? Uh, Michael Bennett. I don't know. I don't know. So... Anyway, the Astros win today. A lot of stuff going on in the world of sports. We see that uh, Jalen Ramsey got finally got his way out of Jacksonville, which I never would have traded him. I, I would have played hardball because, again, it sets a precedent that if you act out and you well – not – I mean, again, yeah, if you act out. If you, if you don't do what you have signed up to do and you complain and go to the media, that's acting out. Uh, and so I don't want to make him sound like a petulant child, but he, again, he threw a tantrum and then – want to play for Jacksonville and, you know, got into it with the coach and talked about trust. And I don't, these guys are so naive when it comes to a lot of that stuff, but nonetheless, he got his way out. I wouldn't have given him his way out, but what else around First of all, if you want to give me your thoughts on the trade, you can, but because again, I've already said that. I think the Rams, they're further away than just Jalen Ramsey at this point. Offensively, they can't do anything.
3: Well, okay, boss, I'll just do what you tell me to do. And if you want to just put me down and talk to me crazy, boss, I'll just take this paycheck and do what you tell me. Well, first of all, that was never the
0: allegation that somebody talked bad to him. If anything, well, I mean he, that's
3: what the problem was. That's no, what the problem. Was. He got into it with his coach. Then Tom Coughlin. They had a conversation. He didn't like the conversation. He felt disrespected, and he wanted to get out. I mean, that's essentially that's essentially what happened. It was how they treated him, how they talked to him. Then he wanted to get out.
0: Again, I you know in that situation, I don't think that uh, I really don't think that I would have given with that contract. But that being said, I think Jacksonville clearly has won this deal because I think while you add Jalen Ramsey. And then you trade away what I think you get, a fifth-rounder for Marcus Peters. You don't help that offense, and I don't think that puts you any closer to the Super Bowl, although it may help that floundering defense. But what else in the NFL stood out to you uh, this this past weekend?
3: Well, of course, the Texans beating the Kansas City Chiefs, which I thought was more of a possibility after seeing the Chiefs lose to the Indianapolis Colts not being able to stop the run game. They're not able to correct their defense, uh, make some stops, especially in the run game, as far as the run game is concerned. Uh, they're going to have a lot of trouble because they have a lot of injuries and they're not able to just outscore people and just run up the score on people and hope their defense can hold on. So if they can't do something on the defensive side of the ball, Kansas City is in big trouble.
0: I think they don't, you know, when you lose Kareem Hunt, you're never quite the same. I also think that Pat Mahomes looks banged up. He's not, not, he doesn't look good. His mobility is not there. And I also thought that a couple decisions made by the officials and by the players on his team really cost him that game. If you look back at the, the interception in the end zone, where there was a penalty flag, and then the, the officials go back and change their minds and say, "Well, no, it was it wasn't pass interference because he wasn't, you know, wasn't defensive holding because he wasn't in the formation." So wait a minute, you can tackle any other receiver downfield. And so I heard Tony Dungy and and the guys on NBC going off about that. That was a bad call. If the young man doesn't intercept the ball deep in uh, Kansas City territory on a fourth down, and instead knocks the ball down. All of a sudden, Kansas City has the ball 40 yards up the field, and uh, the Pat Mahomes fumble doesn't necessarily result in a touchdown. But that being said, the Texans, are they the second-best team in the AFC? I wouldn't go that far, uh, but they have been looking good the last couple of weeks. I think Bill O'Brien taking some of the play-calling
3: duties off himself and allowing his uh, young offensive coordinator, uh, Tim Kelly, take some of some of the heat and take some of those responsibilities. Off his plate, I think it really helped his offense, really helped Deshaun Watson. You look at that game, they went in with a clear game plan of getting the ball quick on quick short passes, giving the receivers an opportunity to make yards on their own. So they came in with a clear, a very clear game plan and executed it
0: really well. So if the Texans aren't the second best team, because we'll say the Patriots undefeated are the best team in the AFC. We'll go with that narrative. Okay, so if it's not the Texans, is it Kansas City who just got beaten two weeks in a row? Is it, uh, I don't mean, who else could it be? The Ravens? Is it the Buffalo Bills? Uh, Who's the second best team in the AFC? I mean, I would
3: have to go with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they've they've been playing great on on the defensive side of the ball. They've been putting things together on on the offensive side of the ball, winning games. They have one of the best records behind the Patriots and in front of the Texans. So uh, I I think it has to be the Buffalo Bills at this point. I mean, it looks like they're for real.
0: Do you really think so? I mean, they they're not quite healthy at running back, but do you you have a ancient Frank Gore and Singletary. The, the the other running back has been banged up. You really think that? I mean, you really do you think that team could compete uh, with Kansas City? You, I you think and- when. I think when you
3: play the Jets twice and you play Miami, the Miami Dolphins twice, you I think you have a good chance of uh, being a good team, especially out of that division. Yeah, you got to face the Patriots twice. I mean, you know, no, who 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 knows what will happen in, in those divisional games?
0: Well, I have to see, but best record doesn't translate in who's the best team. I don't think you you would put Buffalo if, if Buffalo came to Houston or Houston went to Buffalo. You would make Buffalo the favorite over the Texans. Uh,
3: definitely in Buffalo. yes. I definitely would. Uh, but,
0: yes, I would. Nonetheless, how bad are things in Dallas? When you look up, look at Dallas, how bad are you? lose to the Jets and Sam Darnold on the road. I mean, this is – I, I can only imagine how bad things are in the Metroplex. I mean, you have to walk talk a lot of people off of ledges up I-45 North. <laughs> what do you think about Dallas?
3: I think it is amazing. I think it's great. I think it's fun. I think it's hilarious. I think it is just what they need, what they deserve. I'm loving. It. I don't know why it's happening. I don't care. I'm just enjoying the fact that Dallas is just really looking bad. Oh, it feels so good. It feels like everything is right with the world right now.
0: Let's turn in, uh, you know, our sights on the NFC. Who's the best team in the NFC? Uh, overall is it san francisco i mean i know they have the best record uh, are they the best team what about the saints what about seattle what about uh, philadelphia what about green bay Who, who's the best team in the nfc for in your opinion
3: i, I think it's got to be the seahawks right now i mean russell wilson is playing amazing again the game they lost they lost it was a very close game so they're like what five and one on the season they they've been looking great they've had a couple close games but I, i've been managing to pull those games out and unlike what you said, you know, you are what your record say, says you are. You are who your record says you are. So they, they looked outstanding. They looked amazing. That defense is in uh, in New Orleans is 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 great. It's for real. It's just stifling. But Teddy Bridgewater, it kind of came back down to earth a little bit last week. So you don't really know what you're going to get exactly on a week-to-week basis with him. So I, I can't really put them ahead. Green Bay's still in a tough division. They still. They sometimes they look great. Sometimes they look not so great. Aaron Rodgers is, is temperamental, you know, never, you never know when, you know, everything is good right now with, with the coach, Matt LaFleur, everything is uh, roses and everything is candy and, and everything like that, but you never know when that's going to switch when when they lose a couple tough games, which is bound to happen in that division, especially with Minnesota and the Bears in it when the Bears started kind of get, getting things together. So I, I definitely think it's Seattle and the NFC. I think they're the team to beat. I think they have the experience. Russell Wilson's 14 touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, He's just been playing great. He's been playing, putting up MVP numbers. I, I think they're going to be a hard team to beat.
0: In breaking news, the Washington Nationals just swept the St. Louis Cardinals. And so now we have right. one of our participants in the World Series, and they have a long wait because this Yankees-Astros series, I don't, I'm not sure. It looks like that game may be rained out tomorrow, but I'm not sure uh, how, that, how long that series will be. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Astros and, and Yankees so far?
3: The Astros the Yankees. I mean, it's been an exciting series. Uh, game one was a disappointment for disappointment for the Astros. Uh, the Astros still haven't really hit well. They haven't put up a lot of a lot of runs. Uh, they've been leaving a lot of guys in uh, on base and a lot of runners in scoring positions in this series. I'm really I'm really waiting for them to kind of turn it on. I hate this new trend of all these relief pitches. I mean we saw it with the Tampa Bay Rays uh series. Well, the you know, Dodgers are like minutes.
0: that too a couple of years. I mean they've been like that for a few years now. Yeah. Analytics. Y- yeah, analytics.
3: Yeah. Y- yeah, and I, and I hate it. I really do and I and I think that old way of doing it you know, having the starter go six or seven innings and your you setup guy and your closer, I think that's the, the most productive way, the most tried and true way. way. And I think we're going to see that going forward. I mean, you look at the Nationals, I mean, they have great starting pitching. And that's kind of carried them through their, the series and, and, and onto the World Series. So, hopefully the Astros can, can pull it out, um, but we'll see.
0: And finally, uh, your thoughts on LeBron James going in on, on Darryl Morey last night. Yeah, I mean, really. Now,
3: this is the – this is the one I've been waiting for. This is the question I've been waiting for. See, now, this is why, see, everybody gets on Michael Jordan, right? Everybody says, oh, Jordan, you should have came out and talked about the social issues and social things that's going on. But, see, at least Michael Jordan is not a hypocrite. See, LeBron James is being very, very hypocritical. He has, he, you know, in that Asian market, you know how much money he, he gets? You know who, who he pays and and cashes, writes all his checks? Nike. Where's Nike? In China, in Asia, in that big billion-dollar market over there. You think LeBron James is going to say anything to mess up that check? No, he's not. Is he a, Is he going to appreciate when anybody else goes, messes up his checks? No, he's not. So this is a business decision, which is very disappointing because especially LeBron James has been outspoken about social issues, especially in the black community. And to see another group of people being oppressed and, uh, and and not being able to speak out or speak about it or talk about it or be willing to say anything about it, he comes out and says, "Oh, well, this is the last time I'm going to talk about the China situation." Yeah, I bet it is. You want to eventually own a team? You you want to own a franchise? Hey, where where are you gonna get that money from? That money's gonna come from Nike. That money's gonna come from China that's going to come from those business investments, it's going to come from those sneaker deals, all those situations, you are thinking about your paycheck, you are thinking about your money, and you're not thinking about people. And in the end, that's going to get you. And 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 everybody wants to, you know, if if you're going to be that guy, if you're going to be that outspoken guy, don't come out and say, oh, well, Darryl Moore should have thought about the repercussions and what he was going to do and this and that. He should just shut his mouth and be a general manager. That's essentially what you're saying. He just needs to sit there and do his job and shut up. Because he doesn't know what's going on. Now, what's going to happen when the same people say the same thing to you, which has already happened? You didn't appreciate it then? You can't come out now just because it potentially messes up a paycheck for you, man. You got enough money. You got enough influence. You got enough power, especially in the United States. Hey, look, man, support people's right to free speech and to help people that are being oppressed, man. Come on. It has to be something more than about money all the time.
0: Yeah, and I think so many times people justify just about anything for money. And that's a that tells you where we are as a country because I don't know, I don't think that a lot of places, a lot of places in the world, is it's as bad as it is here. We put money over everything, and it's just, it's sad. And we, I, I mean, I have a lot of comments, I, some stuff I even won't say. But my opinion is that we in America, we need to, dial this back a little bit we see it from the top down from every you know aspect of our lives if it's about money it's okay uh, at the end of the day if, if it's about dollars it makes sense and we've gotten away right. from american values uh, the things that make us great and again at the end of the day if we don't stand up for this and protect him. And again, if I'm Tim Fatita, I'll be pissed off because you cost me millions right. and millions and millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars over time. But at the end of the day, hey man, look, he's an American. He missed he shouldn't have said what he said from a business standpoint, but you got to defend him. You and you have to have his back because if you're in right. bed with him, you're working with those guys and you know, you want to turn the other way, it's gonna come back in a major way and hurt you know, and hurt you and maybe uh, eventually hurt us here in, in the United States of America. But nonetheless, hey man, I want to thank you so much for joining us. What's your final thoughts?
3: Uh, just go shows, man. Want to see them? See them in the World Series. Hope they can finish out this series in New York, and uh, we can start off on, on those Washington Nationals.
0: And how can people reach you? You got an email address, if you remember. Yeah, yeah,
3: I do remember. Um, what what is it? Biscuit at as- com.
0: that's it so if you want to write biscuit it's biscuit at com. that's
3: why you can reach me you can put out the back back signal you know i'll be there You, you email me i'll respond i'll let your boy love me hate me whatever it's cool i don't take it personally so just hit me up
0: appreciate you so much we'll talk to you soon all right sounds good with that it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboat and no life preserving and a school of piranha surrounding you. You big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the big dummy, somebody in the world of sports that did something stupid and deserves recognition. In this case it's kind of bittersweet. I really don't wanna do this to the man. I don't want to kick the man while he is down, but essentially. Isn't that what he did? And I'll tell you why. Because this week's Lamont, or actually this episode's Lamont Award goes to Zach Brown, linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles, now former linebacker of the Philadelphia Eagles. He proved that everybody ain't Floyd Mayweather. You, when you talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. Now, I'm sitting in my chair. That's all, hey, I don't have to go out and compete with these guys, so I can say whatever I want to say. I can trash talk. I try to be, I try to pace myself. I try to temper my criticism, but I can say anything that I want, because I don't have to face these guys. Well, Zach Brown went in on one of his opponents, and he paid dearly. Last week, before the Philadelphia Eagles played the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins, a former teammate of his, Zach Brown basically said, hey, every defense will want Kirk Cousins throwing the ball at them, and I'm paraphrasing. He said. That I think he's the weakest part of their game They can run the ball They have good receivers But him, he's trash Again, I'm paraphrasing He didn't say exactly that Well, Kirk Cousins goes out and just rakes the uh, philadelphia eagles defense he went 22 or 29 333 yards and four touchdowns he was d nice as i mentioned earlier in this episode and so what happens afterwards of course they want to ask zach brown about uh kirk cousins and he basically he didn't he mumbled mumbled. he did like raj on what's happening <laughs> you know i won't I mean, I can't, we can't imitate Or uh, Maybe if I invested more, I could, but I'm not. So he sounded like Raj from what's happening. He mumbled a couple of answers, and finally he gave him a little bit of credit. But that wasn't the end because, unfortunately, the Philadelphia Eagles, basically saying it was his play and I'm not helped by the criticism of Kirk Cousins, it led to him being released. So he got cut. So he talked noise, got beat down, and then got cut. If you're gonna talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. And when you don't, sometimes you get spanked. And this is a life lesson, children, out in the world. If you run your mouth, you better back it up. Because if you don't, you too could get released. But more importantly, you could get the Lamont Award because you are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a tough break! I, you know, I don't want to kick him when he's down. And again, they said the report said that he will be re-signed. Somebody will pick him up and sign him. He's a veteran. He should get a gig. It's not as dire as all of that. He, it's not like he'll never. It's not like he's Colin Kaepernick. Like he'll never get a chance to play again. Because he certainly will. I, I guess. I hope. And, and I hope he faces Kirk Cousins and maybe shakes his hand before the game. But life lesson for everybody: if you run your mouth, hey, you gotta back it up. And when you don't people are waiting to pounce and i don't think Kirk cousins pounced but the media certainly did but with that before i let go before before I let go, I want to remind you guys Wayswordproductions.com Go and subscribe. And you know what? when you go to the various sites, I don't know how you listen to the podcast, wherever you go please leave comments. Because you know, we look for those things and we feed off of those things. We feed off of your energy. So we want to hear from you guys subscribe, like, share share. That's what I want you to do share. But I want you to subscribe to the email letters. So uh, that's at uh, wadeswordproductions.com all one Wade's Word Coming up we have uh, some very uh, interesting guests coming up in the near future So we look forward to that Going to be uh, keeping an eye out for the Astros And uh, you know what, before I get out of here, big shout out uh, My late father, it was his birthday on October the 14th Thinking of the old man, I think about him all the time I would not be here without him for various reasons But he gave me so much I can't quantify it I can't explain it He was my dude, died too early. Of cancer I mean he was He was vibrant He was rolling Right until uh, The last few weeks Before he passed away But he's been gone For five years now But man we can't, It seems like yesterday And I miss him But he's with me He, I can hear his voice I can hear his criticism I can hear his praise I can hear him Bragging on me All over Carverdale And Acres Home And all of those places So hey Thinking about my dad On his birthday So shouts out to him Sending some love To my dad uh, uh, and again, hey, coming up, uh, we are trying to do two weeks, but I've been traveling, so we haven't been able to do two weeks. But going to get out of here and thank our sponsors, $5 Paradise, uh, actually $5JewelryParadise.com, 5 dollars com, and Cobank Homes. And again, I want to remind you guys, if you have music for our show, you want to get it to me, you certainly can. All you have to do is email me music at Productions.com. music at Productions.com. make sure it's radio edit because we are primarily a family friendly show and as always have a great day
1: Cancel they said a hard word to hear it took